OPEC is in the driver's seat for the first time because they've been patiently awaiting the demise of Shell. Well, we are here today, and I'm going to uh, try to explain to you and try to get you to understand that most of what you read about oil and gas doesn't even matter. I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, uh, please subscribe. Okay, so here's what's going on right now. Uh, right now, oil prices are trading at uh, $80 per barrel for WTI crude. Brent crude is $85 a barrel. Now, it's been beat up pretty bad. We've lost the premiums from the uh, the Russia uh, invading uh, Ukraine. Uh, the news about China lockdowns easing, the EU embargo, the Russian oil embargo, uh, the bombing of uh, the Nord Stream 1 and 2. I mean, you've got a tremendous amount of news to push oil prices up, but why has oil prices dropped? I'll, I'll tell you why, okay? A lot of the things that we we're expecting did not happen. That's why the analysts got it wrong. There's many analysts like Jeff Curry for Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan Chase. Many analysts were saying we'd be at 100 something, $130 barrel of oil, but we're at 85. Now, why is that? So, we were expecting the big one was the Russian oil embargo. We were expecting uh, China lockdowns to end. We were expecting uh, uh, a lot of these things to materialize by now, and they didn't. Not what we expected. In addition to that, we have we're in a recession, and we are there. The oil demand has dropped, uh, not by much, but enough to affect people's minds, okay? Um, and so there's many things that we were all expecting to materialize and they did not happen, okay? Now the markets are overreacting. Now, I'll give you, uh, I, I'll give you uh, an understanding of this. For instance, if I came home to my family and say, hey, great news, guys, we're going to Disney World, they would be ecstatic. They'd be very excited. They'd be on cloud nine, okay? And so here we are four days out from going to Disney World and they're like, daddy, I'm so excited. We can't wait to go. And then the day before we go to Disney World, I say, hey guys, sorry, bad news. Uh, we're not going to Disney World, but listen, we're going bowling and then afterwards we're going to the movies and we're gonna eat as much popcorn and ice cream and Cokes and candy as your heart desires. They are gonna be so disappointed they're going to be downcast. They're going to be semi-depressed. And when I take them out to the movies, they're probably not even going to enjoy it. Okay. Now, if I had come to them and said, hey, listen, um, we're going to the movies, they would have been happy about it. They were so excited about going to Disney World that, that they just didn't care about the movies anymore. That's exactly what happened in the oil markets. They expe Their expectations were not met. So instead of in the markets drove up for that reason, but then they overcorrected themselves because they were disappointed. And the markets are driven by fear. I mean, the, the guys that are drilling these oil wells, the, the guys that are literally out there drilling wells that know about the precious commodity and the importance of it are not controlling oil prices. It's the guys in suits it's the guys sitting in air-conditioned rooms driving Teslas that are making the biggest decisions about the oil markets, and they're listening to their investors. The investors are saying, buy, sell. 
And most people operate in fear. Majority of people operate in fear. That's historically proven. That's statistically proven. And so the markets are being driven by what some guys in a suit is doing. Okay. And so in, in addition to that, you have a, you have a left agenda that is anti-oil and also a left agenda that is trying to crater oil prices by using financial instruments. They're not using the drill bit. They're not using American blood and American manpower to develop our own uh, uh, country's assets. They're going to places like Venezuela. And so here's the deal. If, if, if oil prices went to $150 a barrel, $200 per barrel, it would wipe out trillions of dollars in market capital in, in, in uh, institutional funds, uh, fund managements, real estate funds, uh, 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 the, the stock market. And so some of the most powerful people in the world control the stock market. The Federal Reserve, imagine their power, and they will do whatever it takes to keep oil prices down. So the longer these prices stay down, the more the fundamental bear is going to bite your ass and it will destroy you. And that's why we see these large swings of $140 oil, like what we saw in 2008. We only had... Uh, we only had conventional oil during those days. And so we saw a decline in conventional oil simply because we were just not finding more oil. Then we went overseas, spending $100 million on a well. And then we discovered shale. Well, we don't have anything else, guys. And that's the only thing that could save us, okay? And so it can't, all right? The wild card for oil markets next week, uh, prices have been supported throughout the session by weaker US dollar, tight US supply, and hopes for improved fuel demand in China after COVID-19 curbs were eased in two major cities. The wild card is OPEC plus, which holds a virtual meeting December 4th. Now here's the deal. The wild card is OPEC plus. Listen, a wild card would be more like whether the Houthi rebels decides to start dropping bombs in key oil facilities in Saudi Arabia. That's a wild card. I mean, that's a huge, big what if, okay? There's no what if about OPEC plus. They have proven themselves to try to control the markets, but they've been, they've been taken out of the driver's seat because of shale. See, the higher, the more production shale produces in America, the less volatility there is in the markets. The, 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 the oil glut prevented OPEC from being able to curb production to keep oil prices high. Okay. If they had curb production during the heydays of shale, all that would have done is put more money in the bank accounts of Shell and their ability to drill even more would be increased, reducing uh, uh, OPEC's uh, market share even more. So they were forced to play by uh, to, to play it safe and to wait patiently. Okay. And that's why Saudi Arabia and Russia flooded the markets with oil because they saw an opportunity. They saw shale bleeding out during the days of COVID because demand dropped and they tried to take them out and they 
did. Okay. And so now we're seeing the demise of shale. Okay. And so if you look here, the US shale boom is officially over with shale production facing headwinds. OPEC has regained its position as the world's swing producer. The days of explosive growth in U.S. shale oil production are over. American oil production is rising, but at a much slower pace than it did before the 2020 crash and at lower rates than expected a few months ago. The new priorities of the shell patch, capital discipline, and focus on returns to shareholders and debt repayments have coupled with supply chain constraints and cost inflation to drag down U.S. oil production growth. The Biden administration's mixed signals to the American oil and gas industry with frequent blaming of the sector for high gasoline prices and most recently a threat of more taxes are not motivating U.S. producers either. Many are reluctant to commit to spending more on drilling when there isn't any medium to long-term vision of how the U.S. oil and gas resources could be used to boost America's energy security and help Western allies who depend on imports. So listen, guys in suits that control the oil markets that buy and sell, causing oil futures to go up and down are confused. The Biden administration sending mixed signals. The Biden administration not wanting to invest in American oil and gas. The Biden administration wanting to impose all of these sanctions on oil companies to reducing emissions by uh, empowering like uh, large organizations like ESG to control oil, to control gas, to control and put strict uh, regulations to, to sick the IRS on them by imposing all these new taxes and everything else. And they wonder why, why isn't the shell company uh, flourishing? Okay. They're, they're trying to pass a new law where they reduce the amount of gas flaring. Listen, a shell well, uh, many of the oil wells in the U.S. are flaring gas because they don't have natural gas infrastructure. Imagine running a gas line to every oil well in the U.S. Listen, oil can be trucked. Uh, uh, the gatherers come pick up a barrel of oil and they, they fill up their tanker, their semi-truck tanker, and they take it to the nearest oil facility. Natural gas has to be, cannot be trucked. It has to run through a, a, a pipeline, okay? And so you cannot produce an oil well without flaring the natural gas. Every oil well has some sort of natural gas flare, whether it's a small amount of 1,001 MCF a day or, or 100,000 MCF a day. That's why you see these massive gas flares. It's because it's called stranded natural gas. They don't have the ability to sell it because there's no infrastructure in place. So if you reduce the amount of natural gas flaring, you're going to reduce the amount of uh, an oil well can output. It would greatly reduce the amount of oil produced in the U.S. See, it's, it's policies like that, that not only reduce the amount of oil output, but also reduce the amount of capital being spent in oil development. Why would anybody that manages billions of dollars want to invest in a dying industry. They just simply don't understand the importance of oil and gas. But here's the deal. It's only going to make oil prices more stable. It makes OPEC's job much easier. It makes Putin richer. It makes the oil wells in the U.S. even more valuable. Okay. Okay. I want you guys to look at this chart here. Okay. 
So th this chart is by SRS uh, Rocco Report. Amazing. I'm a, I'm a gold member there. Uh, I love what they uh, offer uh, to the world. So it says here, world population growth versus global oil production for the past 2021 years. Okay. And green, world population. And red global oil production. Now, as you can see here, uh, world population grew substantially as oil uh, output grew. See, you can't multiply without energy. If you look at the days of medieval times, what they had to work so hard for the food to gather and, and they, expend, they, they, they spent so much energy, their livelihoods was reduced greatly. And because of that, they didn't live as long. Now we're living longer because our lives are much easier. Okay, we just go to the grocery store when we want to buy food. Well, because of that, it's increasing the population density. It's increasing them. And for the first time, the population is higher than U.S. global or sorry, global oil production. So the, 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 the population has outpaced global oil production for the first time. For the first time, we're not producing, we're not able to keep up with the growing population. We've hit over 8 billion in population for the first time ever. Okay. Let's, uh, let's look here at a few more. Uh, okay. So if you look here, in 1965, our oil output was being reduced by 1.3 million barrels of oil, okay, a year, okay? So every oil well in the world declined. So if we didn't make any more oil discoveries in a couple years, we wouldn't have any oil or maybe 10 years, okay? 1970, we were, were losing 2.2 million barrels of oil a day. And so in other words, we have to replace that 2.2 million barrels a day, and then we'll just maintain output. Anything beyond that 2.2 million, uh, that's, that's an increase, okay? So if you go to 2019, we are right now, we are losing about 10.5 million barrels a day a year. That means in order for us to stay at zero at current production levels, we have to discover a 10 million barrel a day production each year. That is the equivalent to two more Gower oil fields, which is 5 million barrel a day peak and another, another Russian 10 million or another Russian uh, uh, oil field. So in other words, Russia produces about 10 million barrels a day, okay? Each year, we need another Russia. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you understand the gravity of this, okay? And the reason why people aren't freaking out is because they don't understand. It's because they actually believe the left in their lies. They believe that um, green energy can fix the problem. They really believe that there is enough oil. They really believe that driving an electric car is uh, going to uh, reduce uh, the amount of oil output. And that's just simply a lie. Okay. And then you got articles like this constantly. Canadian banks slam for continued fossil fuel investments. I mean, the shame game of investing in oil and gas is at full vigor. They're shaming banks into not funding oil and gas, the oil and gas industry. They're taxing them. They're, they're hitting them. They, they, they have the fear of being audited and all those things. 
Um, Goldman Sachs sees high probability of OPEC cut and expects oil prices to hit 110 next year. I agree with him 100%. Uh, OPEC is in the driver's seat now because of the demise of shale. I want to show you a few more shale uh, uh, diagrams here. This is another uh, diagram by SRS Rocco Report. Love those guys. If you look at the weekly U.S. field production of crude oil, okay, this is uh, 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 the 2020s to 2022. March 3rd, 2020, we were producing, we peaked at 13.1 million barrels a day, okay? That's U.S. shale and conventional oil, all right? And then from July 2020, to January 2021 through July 2021, December 31st, 2021, we were producing 11.8 million barrels a day, okay? August 5th, 2022, 12.2 million barrels a day, and October 28th, 11.9 million barrels a day. So what they're saying is, is that even though we've increased rig counts, even though we've increased the amount of CapEx in the oil and gas development, even though we're taking already drilled wells called ducks, drilled uncompleted wells and putting them online, we still have yet to be able to hit that 13.1 million barrel a day mark. So what this tells you is that although we're adding a lot of wells to the market, the reduction of oil production due to decline rates is preventing us from being able to increase the output. As you can see here, we went from 13.1 million barrels a day down to 11.9 million barrels a day. Imagine what's going to happen when, and it's only getting worse for Shell. Those numbers, those declines are only increasing. Okay. Now, if you look here, here's another chart by the SRS Rocco Report. Love these guys. World cumulative oil discoveries versus cumulative oil production, 1901 to 2021. Now, what this illustrates. This is cumulative oil discoveries. For instance, if I drilled a well in my backyard and discovered a billion barrels of oil, I would add that to the cumulative oil discoveries, okay? Now, if you look here, what this red uh, uh, part shows you is that cumulative oil production. That means that the ratio of more discoveries versus output and cumulative production is outpacing the oil discoveries. Guys, listen, that means we're not finding enough oil, all the while we're increasing our demand. We're increasing our production, okay? If this doesn't reverse, we are in a major mess and we're putting all of our faith in green technology that has yet to prove itself, okay? So let's look at this chart, okay? So this is a, another, another chart by SRS Rocco Report. Shell oil, oil production decline for 2019 to 2022, okay? So if you look here, uh, this in pink, 2011, this in pink uh, shows that we had a peak in 2012, and then you see the decline to 2022, Okay, and this is all of the different years of shell production combined. Okay, this is the production of 2012. So these are the wells that were 
producing in 2012. And then you see the decline. Okay. Now, if you combine all of them, this is where they are stacked. Okay. And so we are at a 47% decline per year for shale. Okay. So if you combine all of the years of shell development, you cannot keep up with the decline unless you are spending a tremendous amount of capital. When Obama and Donald Trump were pro-oil, we saw a tremendous amount of CapEx spending. We saw a tremendous amount of oil and gas development. You didn't have the ESGs and all of these guys trying to destroy the oil and gas industry with all these overreaching policies. You didn't have all the bank shaming. You didn't have all the banks turn their backs on US Shell. You didn't have all the global warming agenda. You didn't have all the, the huge push from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and, 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 and Biden pushing this green energy initiative in demonizing the oil and gas industry. You didn't have all that, okay? So if we see this kind of decline, even with billions and billions and billions of dollars spent on U.S. Shell, what do you think is going to happen now, guys? Listen, OPEC is in control because Shell is done. It's over, guys. It's game over for U.S. shale, and it's only going to get worse, okay? I told you back several years ago, and when Biden came in office, everybody's asking me this question, well, Biden office is going to destroy the oil and gas industry. And I said, I said, contrary, it's actually going to cause the oil companies to flourish under the Biden administration because his policies are going to be, and here we are. Listen, I see the writing on the wall. You got to understand something. Oil prices are more stable than they've ever been because the markets are tighter than they've ever been. We got rid of the shale oil glut. Now OPEC is in the driver's seat. Do you think that uh, several countries that rely, some of these countries, 100% of their GDP is oil, 90% of their GDP is oil, 80% of their GDP is oil, 6% of their GDP is oil compared to us, 10% of our GDP is oil. Do you think a country that relies on oil to keep their country fed and keep them from starving, preventing them from being bombed and destroyed from other countries, do you think they're gonna allow oil prices to drop? There was a time that they could not control oil prices because of US Shell, but now they can. Do you think they're going to allow oil prices to drop? I don't think so. This is a Bloomberg article, US cut oil output forecast again as Shell growth slows down. Listen, all of the EIA data, all the information we're reading, everybody was saying, you know, U.S. Shell, it's going to grow. We're going to see an increase. And all the right wing, uh, 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 you know, news anchors and politicians is saying, hey, we've got enough energy underneath the ground, underneath our feet. Invest in America. Listen, I agree with all that. I agree with it. But it, listen, the easy to get to locations are gone. And it's reducing the amount of oil we could squeeze out of an oil well. It's being reduced. They're drilling longer and longer legs, and they're drilling even. They're and they're even uh, spending even more money on fracking. It's reducing the feasibility to be able to produce oil. It's making it more expensive to produce a barrel of oil. Okay, uh, and it's only getting worse. Here's another great article: Switzerland considers electric vehicle ban. Uh, to avoid blackouts. 
So listen, people are starting to realize that, well, it turns out the electricity comes from fossil fuels. And turns out if we reduce the amount of fossil fuels we have, it reduces the amount of electricity causing blackouts. You look at California, you look what's happening in Europe, different countries. Listen, we need fossil fuels. Guys, OPEC is in the driver's seat right now. Oil is at 80 something dollars a barrel because the uh, the markets are very emotional. People are afraid and the markets are being driven by fear. Okay. If I was a market uh, mover and I had trillions of dollars, I'd be buying a ton of uh, oil. And But the thing is, Guys like me are interested in the stock markets because they're overly manipulated. I am at the ground floor getting involved in oil and gas wells. Okay. That is, and, and, and see, it's only making oil wells in the US even more valuable. Okay. And so it's good for me, but it's bad for consumers. Guys, we can't put our faith in the things we read. We have to put more faith in fundamentals and more faith in the truth and the data that Shell is on the decline. And it's only going, listen, the decline that we're seeing is based upon an industry that's capitalized, an industry that is continuing to bring wells online and past wells online. But imagine we haven't seen uh, the effects of a greater reduction in oil decline as we're going to see here in the coming months, guys. It's coming. But at the end of the day, we don't have to wait for all that. OPEC is going to do whatever it takes to keep oil prices stable. And they have gotten very good at it. In Putin, um, he could just drop a bomb. Iran could just drop a bomb in the right place to keep oil prices high. The Middle East right now, is controlling oil prices because the policies on the left, the policies on the West in Europe, it's all anti-oil. And all this anti-oil rhetoric is empowering the East. And they are creating their own currency. They're creating bricks and their own organizations to buy and sell oil commodities in their own currency bypassing the petrodollar, which is what put the Federal Reserve in power. And this is only going to reduce the value of the US dollar. And the lower the value of the US dollar, the higher the oil price is going to be because most oil is bought and sold in US currency. You don't know what in a high oil price is until oil prices are $150 a barrel and you have to use a ruble or a yuan or uh, a dinar or whatever to buy a barrel of oil because they're converting their currency to U.S. currency. Okay, so if Canada was to buy one, it would it would they would have to convert it over USD, and so they trade their one dollar for 0.65 USD. So they lose money. So now, so they're paying more like two hundred dollars a barrel. You see what I'm saying? So you are blessed to live in a country where your currency is the commodity choice currency. That's why they call it the petrodollar. But we're losing that power, guys. And we're losing that power. And we don't know how to think out of the outside of the realm of having a valuable currency. We don't know how to think outside of the realm of having a currency where inflation doubles overnight. Listen, this inflation that we're seeing doesn't compare what other countries have seen. 
just, just th thank God that you don't live in uh, uh, Sri Lanka or Europe right now, guys. Uh, when you start paying these high energy prices, you're going to wish you didn't listen to what the left is saying, okay? But I'm telling you right now, oil prices are very low right now at 80 something dollars per barrel, okay? The fundamental bears are going to come out and bite your ass. Don't believe that the bears are going to cause oil prices to drop. I'm telling you right now, OPEC is in control. Russia is in control when it comes to oil. Iran is in control when it comes to oil. All Iran has to do is take, take one order from Russia, take the very drones that they're sending into Ukraine to drop bombs there and combine it with the nuclear capabilities, which they, man, Iran and Russia are in this together. Just takes one bomb on a key oil field and it's game over. It's going to cause oil prices to go to levels like we've never seen before. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Guys, we have enough going on right now. If nothing changed, if nothing changed, China is going to come back online eventually. And I truly believe that China is, he doesn't, they don't care about their people. What they're doing is right now they're buying as much oil as they can before they reduce the lockdowns. They're saving billions of dollars right now because oil prices are 80 something dollars a barrel. They're buying as much oil they can because they know for a fact that once they reduce the COVID lockdowns, oil prices are going to go up. So if you had this news, you could use it for your benefit. So why not increase COVID lockdowns to buy more oil and then announce to the world, we're reducing lockdowns. Wouldn't that be smart? Listen, if you don't think that's happening, you need to pay attention because this is the oldest trick in the book. The oldest trick in the book. I mean, Russia uses it. OPEC uses it. The Biden administration is trying to do the exact opposite of what uh, uh, OPEC is doing. The Biden administration tries to use news to reduce the value of oil, causing oil prices to drop. The market shakers and movers, they do this all the time. Big tech guys do it to increase the value of their stock. There's a lot of pump and dump schemes that use the same tactics. It's all rhetoric. But at the end of the day, fundamentals are going to win. And OPEC at the end of the day is going to be there uh, for the rescue in the event that oil prices do not line up with fundamentals because they're tired of selling their oil at a reduced price when there's just not enough of it. All right, guys, I'm Sean Pruitt, president of Kingdom Exploration. If you like this channel, please subscribe. And if you're interested in looking at oil and gas, uh, uh, fundamental oil and gas deals that are not shale, that are conventional, go on my description below, click on the link, fill out the form. And yes, it will be me calling and talking to you. It must be accredited. Thanks.